Everybody's got to read some book, right? Hallelujah, praise Jehovah. Oh, my soul, Jehovah, praise. While I live, I'll praise Jehovah. Praise my God through all my days. Put no confidence in shall die to dust returning, and his purposes shall end. Happy is the man that chooses Jacob's God to be his aid. He is blessed whose hope of blessing on the Lord his God is saved. Has made the earth and heaven, seas and all that they contain. He will keep his truth forever. Rights of those oppressed maintain. Who Jehovah gives the hungry sight. Jehovah gives the blind, freedom gives he to the prisoner, cheer to those bowed down in mind. Well, Jehovah loves the righteous, to them stranger is a state. Sing psalms unto him. Sing praises unto him. What a Savior. Provides all that we need. And all of life is purposed for his glory. For the praise that he deserves. Psalm 105, verse 1 through 5. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Amen. All right. Turn back with me to Psalm chapter 105. And while you do so, I'll uh, direct your attention to the back of your bulletin. 
The scripture is from 2 Corinthians 10.5. This is the unwanted intruder. Why is he unwanted? He's unwanted because what we want is something so much better, so much higher. The unwanted intruder, the evil thought says, Hi, can I come in to our minds? And I love the second part because that thought is slammed into the trash where it belongs. Guess that's a no. <laughs> Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. If there's anything that we have to be proud of, it's that we know our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That He's revealed Himself to us and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Praise God. Psalm 105. This has been one of my favorite memory verses for quite a while. I love this scripture. We're going to take a look at it this morning. At least the first uh, five verses. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Do we have whereof to be thankful for wow our entire lives are owed to him aren't they our physical lives are owed to him the parents that we were given are owed to him the way we were raised owed to him the fact that he has revealed himself unto us and in doing so opened our eyes to ourselves we need to praise Him for that, don't we? Amen. We owe it to Him. Give thanks. Every breath that you take is a gift from Him. We so uh, what's the word? We very seldom contemplate. I'm gonna get this out. <laughs> how much? He does for us. Very seldom do we think about every breath, as I just said, is a gift from Him. Every step you take is a gift from Him. When you're unable to take those steps as normal, you realize that, don't you, Sister Lori? Everything that we are and that we have needs to point to Him and praise Him and glorify Him. All that we do should be done for and unto the Lord and the advancement of His kingdom. And we owe Him everything, don't we? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those that love God. To them that are the called according to his purpose. 
Oh, we give thanks for those things that work together for our good. But let's give thanks that we know about Him, that we know that He's in control, that we know that He's taking care of us, that He's working all of these things. Together, it says. A lot of times we don't see the relationship of things, if you will, and how they work together. But they do. God has a perfect plan for you in your life. Oh, we should just be thankful for that. The fact that He has a plan and that none can thwart His plan. None can. Paul says that nothing can separate us from His love. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. The name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jehovah God. The name of the Holy Spirit of God. Call upon His name. He's listening. And He hears. When we call upon His name. We give thanks to Him. We realize that all these good gifts that are ours are from Him. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. There's only one name by which you must be saved. And that is the name of the Son of God. Emmanuel, God is with us. Jesus Christ. Jesus, the anointed one of God. Let's look in the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. This is Paul writing to the church at Colossae. And this is Paul writing to you and me. Begin in verse 12. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12 says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, knowing that you belong to God, knowing that you are His, and He is yours, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy and kindness and humbleness. What does it say in our bulletin about our nation? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. There's that human pride that's knocked out of the way, that's swept away. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. That's patience with each other, isn't it? It's love for each other, isn't it? It is. Verse 13 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. The Lord, through Paul, to the church at Colossae is saying, Be like me. Be like Jesus. God's changing you to that state. 
He really is. Again in Romans, we are told that we are being conformed to the image of the Son of God. To be like Him, to act like Him, to feel like Him, to think like Him, to live like Him. So important. And above all these things, verse 14, put on charity or love, which is the bond of perfectness. Verse 15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Well, that's important today, and I'm sure it was important way back then to each individual. Because if the peace of God doesn't rule in your heart, then confusion, disappointment, fear, these things are going to rule in your heart. Oh, but when the peace of God rules in your heart, you can rejoice from within and praise Him because you know that you are His. And you can look forward to the day that He's coming back for you. Whether you're called up from the grave to meet Him or called up off of your feet on this earth to meet Him in the air, you're going to be changed. And it's going to be like the twinkling of an eye. Fast. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye, what? Thankful. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. And then verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How is the Word of Christ going to dwell in us? We're going to seek Him through it, aren't we? We're going to read it. We're going to study it. We're going to apply it. Because it's ours. It's our food. It's our nourishment. God wrote it for you. Oh, that we would partake of it more than we do. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, no matter what you say, no matter what your endeavors are, what, no matter what you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Alright. Verse 3 in Psalm 105. Glory in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek 
the Lord. I've had this up on the board for quite a while now. If you want to see change, it says, for you that only have the audio portion of this sermon, it says, seek God and see change. Change for the better. The change is being conformed to His image, remember? So that we not only think and speak like Him, but we live like Him. Seek Him, that's the answer. Seek Him in prayer and in His Word. It's the answer for whatever your question is. It's the solution for whatever your problem is that you face. Your problem doesn't exist between you and God and and growing closer to Him. No. God, in His Word, growing closer to you, is between you and whatever your problem is. That's a fact. Seek God first. Here's a few scriptures. Psalm 5 and verse 8 says, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of my enemies. I need that leadership because my enemies have an effect on me. They do. They pull me down. Like walking with sandals in a dirt street. The dust, the dirt jumps on me. The same way we're walking through this life. Sin laid out in front of me by my enemy wants to jump on me, doesn't it? The psalmist says, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. Psalm 25, 5 says, Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Psalm 27, 11 says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. Again, he says, because of mine enemies. In 143.10, the psalmist says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. That's the good side of you too, isn't it? Absolutely. You have a spirit. God has a spirit. And God's spirit dwells within you. That's the new side of you. And it is the good side. Let's look at the Old Testament now for a minute. In the book of Hosea. Remember Hosea? All we got to do is find it. It was after Daniel. Right after Daniel. We're going to look in chapter 10. 
Israel was in a bad state here. They had gone after other gods. They were guilty. of going after other gods. Hosea chapter 10. I'm sorry. Chapter. Where did I say? That's right. Chapter 10. Alright. And in verse 12. This is God speaking to Israel because of their ingratitude to Him. Because they had gone after false gods and idols. Hosea, God through Hosea in the verse 12 says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till He come and reign in righteousness. You have plowed wickedness. You have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies because thou didst trust in thy way in the multitude of thy mighty men. I want us to look at verse 12. He says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Mercy only comes from one place. And that's from the Lord. He has had mercy on us. Break up your fallow ground. What does that mean? Break up your fallow ground. Well, what is fallow ground? Well, it's kind of like a barren desert or a barren field. Nothing grows there because it's it's hard. It needs to be plowed. It needs to be disked, if you will. It needs to be broken up. It needs to be prepared for something to grow in it, doesn't it? I tell you this morning, it is time to seek the Lord. It is time to break up the fallow ground. We've talked about ground in here quite a bit. As being that which seed grows in. We look at the Lord's parable of the seed. And we, we see there that the ground that the seed grows in and produces fruit is holy ground. It's good ground. It's ground that's been prepared for the seed. It has all the nutrients, if you will. It has everything that's needed. So the ground here he's talking about is their heart. Their hearts had been hardened. Why? Because they left the truth of God behind and worshipped idols. They whored after other gods, if you will. That's what they did. They forgot His goodness. They forgot His mercy. What's the answer to that coldness that comes over us? What's the answer to the effect of living in this 
fallen sinful world has on it? What's on us? What's the answer to that? Hosea knew. He said, so to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. Go in your heart. Flip it over. See what's in there. Prepare it for what's coming. Or should I say prepare it for who's coming. Dig up those things that we bury in our hearts that are not to the praise and glory of God. Break up the fallow ground. Our hearts get overrun with sinful thoughts and sinful desires, don't they? It's just like that fallow ground. It grows thistles pretty good. It grows briars, doesn't it, and weeds. But it has to be prepared to grow fruit. All we need to look in our hearts and prepare our hearts, don't we? We need to be stirred up to seek God. They needed to be stirred up to come back to God and His truth and to leave all of those idols and those other things that they sought behind. Why? For it is time to seek the Lord. This moment, it is time to seek the Lord. And that's what we're here doing in it. Till He come and rain righteousness upon you. Oh, we need to be renewed in the spirit of our minds this morning. All right. Back to our text. Psalm 105. Seek ye the Lord, verse 4, and His strength. Seek His face. Seek His face evermore. Evermore. That means forevermore. But it also means Always, constantly, ever, ever, ever. Pray without ceasing, remember? We're seeking Him and His face, aren't we? Seek the Lord and His strength. Let me tell you, this is, this is a powerful thing right here. In verse 4, when the psalmist says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Everything that you're able to do, all the fruit, good fruit that you're able to produce is done so by the strength of God. All of it. All of it. Seek the Lord and His strength. It can also be taken as seek the Lord in His strength. He draws us to Him, don't He? Praise God, He does. Because I'd be headed in the opposite direction. And you would too. Without the Spirit quickening your heart. Seek His face forevermore. You know when you're looking into somebody's face, you stare into somebody's face, it's, it's an intimate thing. You see who they are, 
you see their expressions to you you understand a lot about them just by looking at their face I look in their face oh when he comes back for us the Bible says we're going to know him because we're going to be like him we're going to recognize that face many hours and lots of money has been sent spent on this earth trying to find the shroud that was over his face in the grave. Let me tell you, we won't see him as he is with these eyes. But we will with our new eyes, with our new vision, our new enlightenment. Enlightenment. We're going to know him because we're going to be like him. We will recognize him for who he is. All right. Now turn with me to Psalm 95 and we'll close with this. Psalm 95 and verse 1. I turned about 102 pages too many. Psalm 95 and verse 1 says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Little G. In His hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his. And he made it in his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice. What do we read? Now is the time to seek the Lord. Harden not your heart, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Jesus the Christ. He deserves all the praise. He deserves all the glory. It is by His strength and His love that we know Him this morning. No matter what your state of mind is, no matter what your uh, place in life is seek him today is the day of salvation won't you trust in Jesus Christ and seek his face always and evermore what a savior